Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to The Mentor. I'm Mark Boris. The growth in the payments industry has totally taken off in the past few years. There is a buy now, pay later for just about everything. But what about the refunds? The wait times for refunds can be up to six weeks before you get your money back, and that's going to be an absolute punish. Refunded, that is R-E-F-U-N-D-I-D, is an instant refunds fintech startup that wants to get rid of the, frankly, dated waiting times for products bought online. In a funding round led by Afterpayback Venture Capital Fund AP Ventures, Refunded raised $3 million in equity and debt funding just six months after launching. The guys solving the problem are all in their early 20s, and I love that. Four founders each specialize in their own field, and today on the show is Brad Carney and Ilan Kessler. Six national retail chains have signed on and are reporting that between 50 and 60% of the customers who are looking for refunds are choosing the refunded option. Now, how it works is that refunded cash can be in the customer's account, that's right, your account, within as little as 30 seconds. So that means your customer doesn't have to wait for you to receive the return product and approve the refund before they get their cash. Processor can suck up a ton of time and it's completely inefficient, especially from the customer's point of view. Refunded acts as an intermediary, taking on the cost of paying the customer immediately, but offering short-term loans to the merchant rather than the customer. So what does this mean for you as a business owner? Well, let's get into it. Brad Nilan, welcome to The Mentor, guys. How are you going, all right? Good, good. How are you? Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Uh, so, you know, like this is a Black Friday territory. What's the deal with Black Friday for you guys? Probably the biggest weekend of retail e-commerce globally. I think when you look at total purchases, it's over a weekend I saw, you know, north of 10 billion with e-commerce and globalization with all retailers being global. So like all, you know, if you look back 10 years ago, Australian retailers probably only sold to Australians. Now they sell everywhere around the world. So with that comes with global sales periods that it kind of aligns with the world. So that, that, that's what we've kind of seen. It's powerful. Everyone's on it. It looks like everyone's margin gets crushed too, but where'd it come from? I mean, I don't have the exact answer, but in terms of timing, the way I look at it is it's right before that like four week mark before Christmas. Everyone wants their orders to come by Christmas. So they put this massive sale period on say, hey guys, get online, get to your stores, come purchase. If you purchase now, you get to get this sale period and you get it before Christmas, put it under the Christmas uh, tree. Yeah, 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 yeah. I went a little bit aside there, sorry guys. <laughs> but I was always curious about that and I thought you might know the answer to it. Okay, 
Bradney Lunt, uh, young fellas, your refunded business has only really launched like into the marketplace like a year. What were you doing prior to that period? Yeah, so I was working at a company called Quantium. Um, I was working there as an engineer, as a big data engineer, um, and I was working in the banking as space. As a big data engineer or a big, big data huge, engineer? Huge data engineer. <laughs> I was working in the banking space, yeah, um, yeah. dealing with transactional data. Yep. Um, and basically we had a, a program, an algorithm, that given any transaction, we would assign a brand and a location to that transaction using machine learning, which was really cool. Quantum is a bit of a secret sort of business. Like it's very quiet and secret, but it's doing all these acts for represents everybody. Yeah. And when you say big data, it starts to get into the analytics and of, of logistics of businesses. Is that right? So they've got a lot of different verticals. Um, their biggest partner actually um, owned, owns a lot of them is Woolworths and they do a lot of the analytics for Woolworths. And when you say analytics of what? Of everything, everything. like everything, purchasing, um, logistics of like movement of the, of the goods and, and basically everything. Yeah, Everything yeah. data-driven, Quantum's got a finger in. Yeah, they're a major organization, but no one really ever talks about them. Yeah. It's a bit, not secret, but it's a bit <laughs> under the underground a bit. Is Australian that- started, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah Australian yeah, started yeah, yeah. working with CBA, working now with Telstra. How long were we at Quantum for? I was there for almost three years. Okay, we've got an engineer here. Yeah. What about you, Brad? What, what were you doing before you two guys got together? Well, I graduated university um, not too long ago, probably the end of last year. Um, at uni, I was doing finance at UNSW. Yep. I, I did a co-op scholarship. How that works is while you're at uni, you're working full-time at the same time. While I was at uni, I was doing kind of internships or placements, the likes of, you know, JP Morgan. Um, there were also options at Macquarie. I actually left the program to try to do some more entrepreneurial stuff where I wasn't kind of tied to a desk. Then how the hell do you two get here? This is an age difference. There's a, a discipline difference. For sure. Well, there's actually four, four founders Right. Um, and one of the founders, Joel, is my cousin. And he used to always just, he's hes an ideas man, right? He used to throw ideas at me. We used to As bounce. As in the castle? Huh? As in the movie, The <laughs> oh, Castle. The castle. <laughs> <laughs> he's an ideas man. <laughs> so, yeah. So, he just bounced them off me and I used to say, no, no. Oh, maybe that sounds interesting. And one day he came to me with an idea about, you know, instant refunds. And we kind of thought about it and I was like, oh, that. That could actually that could actually work. Like, let's go and investigate it. Um, and then, little did I know, he'd been doing the same thing to our other another co-founder, Judd. Um, and we got together and we started brainstorming this. And then, at the same time, Judd was doing the same thing to me, spitballing ideas. And this is over <laughs> COVID, like March, April, and you could have like what three to five people in your home. We would have bonfires every night, and he'd come to me each night, new idea. New idea, you'd be telling but me. But like, like in, in a structured way. Oh, but like, in a structured yeah, way. Yeah. It was, and it was a lot of in fi- finance and banking. That's why he'd come to me. He's a bit younger. Judd. Yeah, than, yeah. than myself. How old is Judd? Oh, 20. 20. Yeah. Hey, let me get my head around this. So so uh, you guys like, uh, the shit word you spit, spitballing sort of like separately with your mates Yeah. Um, during COVID, but in a sort of a, or t- this Friday night, or every Friday night, or whatever night it was, uh, we go around and hang out because we can only get five people into each one, everyone's house. We're going to get, and we're going to, we're going to make something positive out of it. We're going to do something productive. I think that was the case. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I think, think be productive. Yeah. I mean, Joel had had an experience with Culture Kings where he was trying to return something, 
and uh, punish. It, and he didn't get his money back. And it took him how long did it Six take? Six weeks. Six weeks. Joel's a super nice guy. So he's not going to attack a retailer. But like I'm sure you've heard experiences of customers saying, I want my money, I'm never going to shop here again. This is against the law. I'm going to report you to the ACCC. Like and the rest. Joel's not like that, but that's what it can be interpreted as. That problem was shared to Ilan and myself. But separately. Sep- separately. Completely separately. Of course, and you're sharing it four ways instead of three ways. Um, <laughs> and then, but so, and you guys obviously thought it was a pretty good idea. But why did Judd think that Brad should come into the into the mix? I think we've all got very complementary skills. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to work out. Yeah, yeah, which is really good. You know, you got the tech guy, which is me. Joel is like the wizard of product. Yeah, and then Brad's the the finance guy. What about Judd? Sorry, we, we- Judd. Judd was at uni. He was data super sp- smart on right in data science. Data science. Right. Yeah, and, so we're data science scientists. More generally. Which is different to a computer scientist. Yeah. So uh, computer science about the ability to have the analytics. And yeah. Data science is actually getting in there and interpreting it. Yeah. Is that, is that right? I mean, they can intertweet yeah, 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 between yeah. each other, yeah, but yeah. basically you got the building and then the analytics of that. Yeah. So product. operating the an- yeah. operating the the build. Yeah. You know, making sure it works and 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 drawing behaviors out of it. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, data scientists sometimes make me think of behavioral scientists a little bit uh, in that. They're using data to um, pin down behavior yeah. of either transactions. It could be a fintech behavior, but uh, the behavior of individuals based on the data. Exactly. And yeah. And what can I draw from that? And yeah. how can we continue to feed that, so to speak? It's about measuring it, yeah. Uh, 20 years ago, a friend of mine was uh, working at a university in Adelaide. He was an architect, but he used to always like to Look at the properties and behavior, actually, of materials when they get exposed to certain types of energy sources. Let's call it heat energy as a result of getting an electrical charge. And uh, one day he was sitting down with this piece of wire, which was a bit of wire that was produced by NASA, very, very cheap. And um, he was tinkering, just playing around. He put a charge on it. I don't know why he did it, just to see what happened. And ordinarily, if you put heat into a metal, it expands and straighten up. Mm-hmm. But in this case, when he put the electrical energy, which changes form into heat, it actually contracted. And mm-hmm. this was a special alloy. I won't bore you with the alloy, but he worked out the behavior of this thing. Anyway, as a result of that, he collaborated with a couple of mates at the university. He being an architect, but then he collaborated with a few engineers. They were electrical engineers. And, uh, and then from that, they um, built this actuation system, which basically made redundant what most actuation systems are, which are sort of um, driven by electromagnetic fields. And he got rid of electromagnetic fields. He was able to put a, a sensor in and because it was so cheap and so small, he, was able to, he built a brand new locking system which had no solenoid, no electromagnetic field, could now have a sensor in there which could sense anything you wanted to sense, push and pull or draw data from the, the lock in the environment hmm. and send data. Wow. And it all came off the back of a little collaboration. Yeah. Like what you guys have done. Yeah, yeah. But these are the old days. This is 20 years ago. People used to hunt around universities, people like me, looking for these dudes. Mm. And I ended up becoming chairman of this company because I used to go and spot these individuals because they're a great investment. And, sure. uh, and it, this business now provides locks to most of the big data centers in the world and also to people like Microsoft and, they, you know, they, they service the biggest tech titans in the world. Everyone uses this technology, and uh, it all came out of a of the curiosity of an architect who had a bit of spare time tinkering. And what you guys were doing is sort of like tinkering with ideas, as opposed to like a material. We we don't put enough emphasis on tinkering. I mean, it's such an important thing mm. 
to question, to query, but you've got to do it in collaboration. I think we had a problem, a big problem to solve. Was it a problem for you though? I mean, you personally, or did you see it as a problem for- oh, uh, Yeah, I, for, for me, I'm not a massive online shopper, right? But I see around Don't me- Don't say that. A lot of, on, I see around me a lot of online shopping, you know, whether that's, you know, my family, you know, sister, mother, girlfriend. So it wasn't your problem, but it's a problem for others. Yeah, and I can see it. And like, I, I can feel it as well. Like. You know, to talking about it, we saw that problem and it became not not easy, but we were so determined, given the, the magnitude of it, to, to solve it, right? Well, yeah, well, that's, that, I guess yeah. that's what I'm trying to, because his yeah. was just pure curiosity, right? Yeah. Which a lot of science gets invented through curiosity, scientific mm. outcomes get invented through curiosity. And let's be frank, what, call this fintech, whatever you want to do. You're, this is science, okay? It's financial science. It's a, a, it's a combination of lots of things, but it's all scientific, because yeah, yeah, ultimately the outcome is scientific. He was curious. You were compelled. You felt, Brad, at least compelled. I think so, yeah. What about you, Elan? I, or you're more curious? With the idea, yeah. I with mean, the problem. With the problem. I think for me, I'd seen a solution when I went to the States with Amazon when I returned something and I got my money instantly. And as a consumer, I remember how that made me feel. And I think when I saw the problem here arising, it made 100% sense that this is something that needs to be solved. The consumer needs to have that problem solved for them. Okay, so what I'm trying to find out is, was it like a burning thing inside <laughs> you? Like I have to solve this problem at an intellectual level or at a mm. personal level or a commercial level? What was it that drove oh, you? I, th I think it's, you know, we wanted to, I think Elan speaks about it quite a bit, is like change the e-commerce space for the better, right? It's like, if you think about it, if you're looking at not talking a hundred dollar item, but let's say four hundred dollar item, it, there's a big confidence shift or a big uncertainty for them to purchase because in the case that they want to return it, let's say it's it's a dress, not sure if it's going to fit, and they really want to purchase, so it's four hundred dollars, but they're scared to because if they do decide to return it, not only will they be out of pocket the product because they're sending it back, but even when that product's gone, they're still out of pocket four hundred dollars for two weeks, three weeks, and in the case that we started with six weeks. What happens if you could tell that customer, don't worry, you can purchase the $400 dress. If you want to return it, we'll give you your money back straight away. You'll never be out of pocket. It's a compelling proposition, right? It, it, it's giving customers more confidence to purchase, get the stuff they like, and in turn, provide more sales to the retailer, right? We're allowing retailers to give confidence to their shoppers to purchase more and more. It's compelling to the consumer, I get it. Yeah. But why was it compelling for you mm. to do it? That's what I'm trying to get. Because yeah. like in my day, but, but back then, right, it was a curiosity and let's, let's tinker. Yeah. Let's fuck around with it, you know, yeah. and see what happens. And it, therefore it took a lot longer to make it happen. It took years, 10 years to make it happen. And to try and convince investors about the urgency was very, very difficult. It took mm. a long, 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 long time. We, at the start, as like on face value, we saw the problem, had it written down, the problem of refunds taking- You write it down? Sure, yeah. Oh, good. You had it written down and then you start speaking to people, telling people this problem, not this idea of a business. And, and you start getting this response, probably an overwhelming response. Mm. Yeah, so you got affirmation? Yeah, yeah. affirmation. And then, and then from that, that was all the motivation we needed to- Then you got motivated yeah. from the affirmation? Yeah, yeah. I guess, and then, yeah. then you built something compelling to present. Yeah, I guess investors. we're this all down now. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's standard. That yeah, yeah, I think so. If I look at the lead time, like, hey, man, last time I had something like this, like, it took so long. Um, and I'm mm. trying to work out whether it was COVID that sort of made this happen fast or maybe COVID sort of laid the, the background for it happen quickly. I think it definitely helped. But it's also your generation. Yeah. You guys make shit happen. Um, and the collaboration, that's a big deal. You know, like pulling someone from your 
discipline and pulling someone from your discipline and then getting your other two mates, you're all around the same age. Shit, we might as well do it. We can do it. For sure. I think the team is awesome, which definitely helped. And we also had the time, you know? Yeah. We we had the time to be able to to make it happen and invest in in our product. And then it also so happened that because of, you know, COVID, all the Ozpost delays, people actually are now waiting longer than their refund than ever before. So that sort became, of helps, doesn't supply it became chain more problems. of a problem, right? So COVID was definitely, definitely a factor. I mean, who would have thought, to, to, no joke, two years ago, that the, the humble courier would become so important? Right. So well, I'm going to get the break. I'm going to come back because then I want, to, I want to talk about the business now. I want, I want to know where the name came from, uh, how you raise money, and that's not an easy thing to do, who you, how you convince people to do that. And let's sort of get into the wheezy a little bit and talk about the business. Let's go to the break. It's good. Hunt's good. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Okay, we're back with Brad and Ilan and they're founders of a business called Refunded. Take me through the process of what Refunded does. So what we found in e-commerce in Australia, taking out the rest of the world, is that in Australia, on average, for a customer to get a refund back when they're returning an online item, let's say like a jumper to Nike or something, uh, once they've returned it, it'll still take two to three weeks to get their refund back. Now, this is completely out of the retailer's control. And, and the reason being is, you know, for a customer to get their refund, they need to send the items back, take it to OzPost or another. Takes a few days, in this case, during OzPost logistics times a week, you know, to get back even longer, two weeks. We're seeing even three weeks to get back to the store. Once it's at the store, it needs to be inspected to see, you know, is this eligible for a refund? And then once processed, you know, accepted, okay, the refund's processed. Usually the customer will get an email to say it's all good. But even once that hap- once that's happened, I'm sure you've seen as a customer, please wait five to seven days for the money to reach your account due to bank processing times, which is just ridiculous. If you add up those couple stages, it, it soon becomes two to three weeks pretty quickly. You can, you can kind of easy. see that easy. So we've seen that as a massive pain point for both customers and retailers. So what we've done is we've created a product that allows retailers to offer customers their refund instantly, even before those stages occur, right? So instantly being means what though? Like do, Within like, one, online? we're talking one second. So uh, I've ordered a jumper in 10 different colors and um, from uh, from the iconic and uh, wherever it is and uh, decide I only like one of them, which is usually the case. And uh, you want to send the other nine back. What do I do? 
Yeah, so in the Iconics case, probably have to speak to Erica after this. But um, <laughs> okay. I'll go call Erica. But, yeah, yeah. but let's not pick Erica. Let's yeah. pick someone else that uses sure, the funded. Sure. Um, yeah. So we, we're in Colch Kings at the moment. Okay, Colch Kings. Yeah, yeah. So in Colch Kings, you'll go to the return policy, which most customers do. I really like their t-shirts, by the way. They've yeah. got cool t-shirts. Yeah, God. they do. Yeah. So you go to the return policy, and refunded will be there as an option, right? Right. To return. So we're with it. We're. I go into the, the the website. Yeah, go into the website. Go to the return policy. Yep. Refunded will be there. Right. Um, let's say you've already gotten a refunded account. If not, you sign up similar to Afterpay PayPal. So I can get a refunded account. Yes. So there's yep. an app I can yeah. download or something. It's or, not an app. Or, it's more or, of a personal just account. account. Yeah. 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 Okay. So let's say you have an account. You log in. Um, you select which. You, let's say you've bought ten items. You select yep. the items you want to return. Yep. Um, a couple other clicks. You get your refund instantly. It's in your account. Yeah, it's and the refunded we ask. Yeah. So when you sign up, we provide yeah. those details and we yeah. we send you the money straight away. So we're, we're a fintech. Right. So we'll provide you that refund straight away. Okay, now let's look at yeah. you, the fintech. Okay, yeah. so um, you're basically financing refunds for somebody else. Not for the consumer, but for the for the vendor. To an extent, yes. to, to, Yeah, okay. Yeah. So that means you've got to have the money available. The retailers aren't giving you the dough. You're getting exactly. it from some other source. Okay. So you have, let's call it a warehouse of money. Mm-hmm. Made available to you from maybe a banking, one of the bank, some, some in the banking yep. sector. So, one, you're a sort of like a finance company in some respects. Yeah, yep. I mean, yeah. So, at heart, you know, similar to you know, look at Afterpay. You know, yep. they're a finance company. Yeah, that they, they front to the merchant, the yep. customer's purchase, yep. then the customer pays them back over the time. Which is sort of what you're doing at the refund point. At the refund point, exactly. Yep. So we're, we're using finance as a point to, to make this process. So do you have a better. warehouse? Yeah. Yeah. So you have a, a bank warehouse at this stage or are you, you're still using sort of private money? Uh, we're, we're in private money. Yeah. Private. Yeah. 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 yeah so it's still, uh, still a warehouse. Like, uh, yeah. But it's a warehouse. It's a normal finance warehouse, but it doesn't matter where the dough comes from, but you're not accessing capital markets at this stage no, or no, no, bank warehouses. Markets, no. You're, you're, you're using high net wealth or something like that or, or, you know, these venture yeah, capitalists exactly. or something like that. Exactly. Yeah. Are you able to share who, which venture capitalists you're using? Yeah. So in in August, September, we launched a, a capital raise to to raise three million. Um, off the back of that, um, it was Afterpay Ventures. Yeah. Now called Touch Ventures, Afterpay's yep. venture arm. Yep. Yep. So they led that round of investment. Um, yep. Combined with a couple other. Um, in strategic investors that we thought could help us along the way, yep. but but Afterpay Ventures has led that for now. And is Afterpay Ventures now owned by Square or is Afterpay Ventures still owned by Anthony and Molnar? Um, um, yeah, so it's owned by Square now. Well, it will be when the deal closes, it'll it closes, fall under the Square it umbrella. Comes under the Square umbrella. Yeah. So it's part of Afterpay the business as yep. opposed yeah. to the individuals behind yeah. it. So it goes like Square Afterpay yep. Group. Yeah, got it. That three million is that used? Because uh, I was wondering whether that was to be used as working capital or as opposed to um, party or warehouse? A bit of both. So we did a stapled security. Right. Um, so within that $3 million, there's equity and debt. Um, the debt function is used for that warehouse and right. the equity function is used as a working capital for growth. Your warehouse is coming out of the money you raised, part of the money you raised, is being used to finance e-merchant or an e-commerce company to refund something to me, a consumer. Yeah. Right. Let's say I bought something for $100 from Coach Kings, Hundred bucks for the t-shirts. I didn't like any of them. Send them all back. I went into uh, returns policy. Either I had an account or didn't have an account with you guys. It doesn't matter. Money's in my account within a second. You financed it. You now got to collect the money from Coach Kings. Exactly. Have you been able to speed up the time Coach Kings can take to process the money from in the bad case six weeks to some other number so that you're not out of pocket for too long? Or yeah. How do you work that bit? 
So we give the merchants up to 21 days to either accept or decline that return. Otherwise, you send around the heavies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not too much. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's our contractual limit. Yep. Um, but we've, we're finding that it's often a lot quicker than that, right? Because sometimes it, it arrives within two weeks, for example. Um, to you. To, to, yeah, exactly. They'll yep. accept it within two weeks or maybe a bit longer. But yeah, we've got that three-week upper limit which is what we um, estimated as the normal refund time without our service. And what is the arrangement from your point of view? So are you, you're you going to give me the hundred, me the consumer the hundred bucks. Um, it's cost you a hundred dollars. Um, uh, Culture King is going to pay you a hundred dollars plus something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, so, you, you know, charge me interest rate or you just Yeah, no, it's definitely fee? not an interest rate. So the, the fee that they pay is for using a platform, yep, yep. right? It's for so it's a we, platform. Yeah, we, we, we yeah platform for we we provide marketing, we provide data analytics to the merchant. I mean, like to, to dive a bit deeper, it's not just like providing that refund instantly. In doing that, the amount of confidence that we're providing the customer, as we spoke about that example earlier, the uncertainty of purchasing online, we're giving the customer the ability to have confidence to purchase. So we're seeing, you know, massive conversion rate uplifts by having that offering. Right, we're seeing. Average order value uplifts because people are purchasing two items. When you say one. you're seeing it, how are you seeing it? The merchant, the right? So the merchants it. telling us this is what we're experiencing yeah, from you, you guys. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and which is incredible, and that's why you know we're here to improve the customer. But the way we're improving the retail is just making it that even more better, right? Yeah. And that's how we'll grow and scale. I think what's really important is the customer service time we're saving for the retailer as well. From the retailer perspective, imagine like all the customers reaching out yeah, saying, "I want totally. my money, give it to me." Punish. It's it's actually it works out to. 33% of retailers' time is spent dealing with refunds. Yeah, yeah. Right? Call centers and Calls, yeah, 70, else. 72% of customer complaints are refund related. Yeah. You know, like, where's my... So it's a crazy amount of time. We eliminate that, right? So the sell to, uh, in the case of Culture King, is our platform and your subscription to our platform or license fee, whatever you call it, um, is not just for us to process a refund, but is you giving the consumer confidence if there is a refund... So you're not saying every time there's a refund, I get a fee. Oh, it, it does work like that in terms of a model. So th- the way we the financial model, the fina- yeah, the fina- how the financial model works is like for a retailer, we're we're a refund option, right? Yep. So if no customers choose us, this is kind of our confidence level. If no customers choose us, it's completely free. Yeah. Wow. To the retailer. Wow. Right. So they get all the all the other all benefits the benefits for, for free, right? That's, if a customer uses us, let's say a customer. 30% of refunds go through us, the customer chooses, yep. and we're paid for that 30% of refunds, right? Okay. So we get paid a fee on those refunds, yep. right? That's kind of how we work. It's a pay-as-you-go. If I could put it another way, the platform fee only gets generated if there's a refund, um, but they get all the platform benefits exactly. at exactly. all times. And it's like the data analytics, you get the marketing. Now, which data analytics, this is over to you, <laughs> yeah, or yeah. maybe to your data scientist guy who's not here, that's Judd, but, but can you <laughs> explain to me, you know, um, how the data analytics work off your platform that's really good for the vendor? Yeah, I mean, merchants don't like returns, right? They they want to try to avoid them. So we pick up return reasoning. So what's the reason that you've returned this? You ask that? Yeah, yeah, we ask that at the at the point when the customer is getting the refund. Um, and then, yeah, we do, we do other stuff around aggregating, like what products aren't working, right? So Maybe this this size and this product, people are constantly returning this. Um, so we'll try to collect that information. Or this and, color. Yeah, exactly. Like what's working and what's not working. 
do they the only ones have access to the information and you can't use all the information for all the vendors you have and sort of build some sort of profiling out there about product and customers and shit yeah it's a good question so with our analytics we're still in the early stages um so right now we're just delivering it back to the merchant um but then in the future the plan would be to, to somehow aggregate that data um across all of our merchants um in the future to, to be able so that everyone can win okay can i can i just go one step further if and where does machine learning come in here i mean you have you started that process up yet um, I think we're a bit away from that, if I'm honest. Really? Um, yeah, we're, we're still trying to build. But is that in your plan? Is that, is that in your oh. dreams, your vision? Is that in your uh, COVID blackboard? You know, like your, yeah, your for sure. We, we've thought about it. We've thought about maybe using crypto in places as well. Not, not as an option for a refund, but as a mechanism to be able to do cross-border transactions, for example, um, international. We, we, they're all just ideas at the moment, but we're currently honing in on our current product and how do we streamline that? Just as, keeping it simple for the exactly, moment. Exactly. Yeah. How do you guys okay, – that, that's a, a really interesting thing for me here is uh, you guys look like – I mean, I'm just watching you, okay? Um, I can see you – I mean, I'm going too slow for you. Or, I mean, it's your generation, but I'm going too slow for you. thinking about a 1,000 miles an hour. I can see you're already – a little bit preoccupied with you know, how, you know, what's he going to talk about, where, what do I want to say. And uh, how did people like you, four young blokes who in an incredibly short period got this thing up and running, shows me have an amazing amount of energy, intellectual energy. Um, how do you control yourself from moving away from the main game? That is keeping it simple. Core values, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I think Ilan brought it up a couple of weeks ago, like when we were having a big decision. You that brought we it up? Ilan did, brought it up, you know, when we were making quite a, substantial decision for the business is you know like come back to our core values which is you know ensuring that you know we're a customer-centric platform you know to help the customer you know mm -hmm. we do a lot for who's the, your customer the customer is the customer that's getting refunded the, you know, the, the retail you, customer the, well, the customer that's purchasing yeah, yeah right the, yeah the consumer yeah the yeah, consumer yeah. exactly that's and, and, and that's like at the same time our partners are the retailers but the way we look at it and it's like kind of in our logo as well it's like we See, our business is with the retailer, right? We're together. We're working together to make it incredible for the customer. But at the end of the day, we're on the same team, us and the retailer. But our goal is let's make this as incredible for the customer so they can have confidence purchasing. They can have a more stress-free shopping end-to-end -end experience. And in turn, what the retailers are experiencing is better top line, uh, less dealing with, you know, bad customers, you know, customer service teams not having to, you know, spend 33% of their time dealing with refund. But where, where's the weight though? I mean, is the weight in terms of your own, your own heart? Is it about making sure that the consumer um, has a good experience with e-commerce or is the weight more with making sure your partner can give their customer a better e-commerce experience? I think it's, it's definitely, it's got to be both. Right. It's got to be both. I think for me, what keeps me focused, like single minded, is hearing this customer feedback that we're getting already as like there's this aha moment the customers are having when they're getting their money before they've even returned the item. And they're like, wow, this is awesome. Like, why is this not happening before? Like, what, like what, what's going on? This should always be there. So is the weight there or is the weight W-E-I-G-H-T? <laughs> yeah. Pardon the pun. The weight. <laughs> Ran the other way. Yeah, it's got to be both. We uh, we call it both. We we no, wait, 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 wait. Because because what I, I tell you what I'm getting from you. Yeah, you're getting your jollies from making sure customers feel good. The consumer. 
Yeah. Uh, like that's the feedback. You know, like the, you're a, in partnership together with an e-commerce company, you know, the, the, the vendor. Mm. But it seems like because uh, there's a, like, I mean, I'm in the finance business. I mean, I, but I get my jollies off of making sure knowing and that someone got the home loan approved when they fucking were struggling before. Yeah, I mean, I got partners. I got magnetized one of my partners in Yellow Big Road. Like he's the world big, world's biggest debt hedge fund. Uh, you know, I have warehouses of banks, and you know, they're all my partners. But at the end of the day, they'll make money anyway. You know, they they do the thing. What really gets me going is consumers so happy mm. when they get a loan approved and they go to buy that fucking house they never thought they were going. Like I got, I got a, I got a client who's sixty five, right? Thought he would never get a home loan again, and and for a whole lot of reasons. He hasn't been able to get a home loan, you know, divorces and all that sort of stuff. But he wanted to buy a home, and he thought he couldn't get one. And we got one approved for him, mate. The guy is just over the moon, <laughs> and uh, it's so cool. That's that's where I get my thing. My weight is mm. I, I've taken a long time to work this out, but my weight is right there, making sure that people still who who have sort of been aged out or gendered out or uh not married or whatever it is wrong job you know, working in wrong industry have been outed from getting a home loan yeah getting them back in is cool for me yeah uh, so i'm just curious what two young guys like you who because because you know you one's a tech guy one's a finance guy you've got two tech guys two finance guys ideas guys your brain's running wild with ideas and things where you want to go yeah I'm interested to find out where your weight is and how important is a consumer for you. Yeah, I think I think you're diving deep into this one. I think for us, the, the when, when we get like super super excited is when a customer has that experience. I think, yeah. you know, when we we try call um, a couple customers a day, it's getting a bit tricky now. Oh, cool. Um, but we try call like uh, a cu- couple customers and get some feedback. You know, it, it's hard. It, we struggle to find some constructive feedback because of how excited they are on the product. We call them like, oh my God, it, it came through so quickly. This is the best thing we actually had the other day. Um, so obviously, you know that we, we grow through partnering with retailers as you're diving into. Um, we had a customer that I think um, reached out to us that we didn't even call them. They reached out to us. This is so incredible. I've just emailed the owner of or CEO of Esther & Co., another retailer to say, you guys need to get this. It's a place that they shop at all the time. And she was basically saying... I, I, I would shop so much more at you guys if you had refunded. And for us, that was the most exciting thing. I got an email from the, the CEO there saying, let's set up a time in January and, and we'll be you know, hopefully progressing with them. So that's like for us, like that is the biggest excitement because we're getting the customer and then the retailer as you well. Get, that's the best referral. Yeah, that's the, it's, the best, it's the best thing. There's so that's, I think that's where our weight stands, where you're getting the customer also you're benefiting the retailer because at the end of the day for us to be successful we need the customers to be super happy and we need the retailers to be succeeding off our product yeah and that's right. sort of like, i mean it's funny because our whole world's about uh you know google reviews and all that sort of stuff likes blah 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 and uh that's always been the case just that there haven't been platforms to do it but right now your your platform is your customer actually sending you an email and reaching out to the other vendors to say you should be signing these guys up and you know that to me, it's a democratization of um, good experiences, and sort of that's pretty cool for a couple of young guys to be realizing that in their twenties, because it takes a long time <laughs> to realize that. It's a philosophical position, um, but most, you know, most of us, my my generation, when we were in our twenties, we were just trying to make fucking money. Um, we didn't give a shit about. I didn't give a shit about um, anything else other than making money. I never thought about this sort of stuff. And your generation, it's why you do things faster, why you do things better, why you do things. Um, more collaboratively and you're ha- actually happy to share it four ways. For me, if I had to come up with the idea, 
I would not have fucking shared with anybody. I would have said that's mine <laughs> and I'll share it when I get more value down the track. That, that was my generation and, and probably the generation between me and you as well. The, 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 this, unfortunately for me, there's another generation be, be below me, not you guys. Um, and, uh, but, and that's why and I think society, our society, is really lucky that we have people who think like you. You, know, you have more skills than we ever had at younger ages. You've got more experience than we ever had at younger ages. But the thing you have today relative to other generations is you have a, a, a better view on the world. You actually do want to change things and make it better. And you can make some money along the way too, which is pretty good. And you have better skills to execute on it. I, I we, we have run out of time, but it kills you sometimes because when I get these really interesting things, um, it's in my space too, FinTech, but... I haven't really – I've been asking all the questions and probably talking too much, but what – do you have a question for me? Because, you know, like I've been around the traps a few times, so you got a question yeah. for me? Uh, yeah, I think you know, the interesting one that we were, we were kind of quite relatable for us is when we did our capital raise earlier in the year, you know, for us to get, you know, Afterpay Touch Ventures on, like it's, it's, it's a no-brainer, probably best outcome for us. It's similar space, e-com, you know, and that was a result of leveraging networks to get – in the room with them and to then get into to talk to them to get in the room with them and, and executing off that uh, i'd like to talk a bit I'm sure you're an executor that's what you've done your whole life you know it's, it's you you're, you've killed it uh, i want to talk about any times that maybe you've leveraged network to get in a room to create a good outcome is there any oh all the time yeah most of my in, in terms of raising capital especially but i mean obviously not obviously but uh probably the most effective one is when you know i was i didn't leverage it but i would uh, I was good friends with James Packer and James introduced me to his father um, to invest in the wizard business back in uh, uh, 1999. And without that, I can tell you right now, without that investment, the business would never have happened, I don't think. Because what it did is gave me money at the exact right time I needed it, but at a time when there was a rising tide in mortgages and at a time, a bit like what you guys have experienced now through COVID period, people buying more online, mm-hmm. I was at a time when the world was full of liquidity and as a result of that, interest rates in those days went from 13 or 14% down to about 6%, which meant everyone could afford, but house prices hadn't gone up. They didn't adjust and um, they have, but they didn't adjust at that point. So it was at a point where all of a sudden a lot of people can now afford to borrow money there was a lot of money to borrow because mm. the world's full of liquidity. And uh, I got $25 million into my business, which allowed me to um, push into that environment really fast and take advantage of everybody wanting to borrow money. And my proposition was pretty simple. I'll lend you money when everybody else won't. You know, so like we had this uh, bottom line, a slogan, slogan which said, um, no judgments, just home loans. Of course we made judgments, but it was a good <laughs> slogan. And uh, but so in terms of using my network, I didn't use it, but I was conscious of how valuable my network was when Kerry invested into me. But maybe another way around that, Brad, is Kerry may have used his network to get into me because yeah, he turned his $25 million into $125 million <laughs> in four years. Wow. So it was a good return for him. So I'm not sure who used who <laughs> at yeah. the time, but it, but it is symbiotic. So you won't be able to use a network unless it suits the other party. Because they're thinking around the other way that they're using their network to invest in young, capable people who have an idea which they get, which they think will work. So the afterpay guys would see this as an afterpay story. It's it's a similar sort of model, if you know what I mean. 
without sort of making it like, like downgrading it, so to speak. It's not. It's a similar sort of story. So they get it. They got money. They have to invest. They have to invest. They pick you guys through their network. So question becomes, who picked who? I think originally we picked them, but maybe. Are they you sure? Yeah. <laughs> they picked your sector. Yeah. They might not have picked you, but they picked your sector. You know they're open because the word gets out that they're open to be invested in. So someone said, why don't you talk to so-and-so from Afterpay? I often wonder whether I pick Kerry or Kerry pick me. I used to think I picked Kerry. But in hindsight, I wonder whether he picked me. Or was it just meant to happen? Was it uh, synchronistic, so to speak? And I don't want to get into all that weird shit about the universe. Anyway, but but it, like timing and rising tides and being in the right game and being conscious of these things and holding your, your, your uh, weekly seances together and talking about new ideas and collaboration, um, they're very powerful things. And I, I don't think there's enough of them. And I really do think one of the blessings that came out of COVID was this. And you guys are a great example of it. Well done. It's pretty pretty awesome. Uh, I'm pretty – you can probably say I'm pumped. I'm pretty excited about it. Like, <laughs> the only two things that get me excited about is these days is fintech things like this and the boxing. Um, <laughs> so uh, between the two of them, I've had a, had a great week. This week I had Eddie Hearns and I've got you guys. So uh, like, it's pretty cool for me anyway. Like it's been a big week. A uh, great way for me to finish my week off actually. Um, I really appreciate you coming. Well done, refunded. Thanks, thank Mark, you. I appreciate Thanks it. For having great us. to be here. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Mentor with Mark Boris. Audio and production is by Jessica Smalley. Production assistance, Simon McDermott. This is a mentored podcast.